Live well, bank well at Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. At Affinity Plus, the approach to banking is different because they focus on people, not profit. They serve members with care, excellence, and integrity, built on a solid foundation since 1930. The Affinity Plus not-for-profit cooperative structure allows members to receive maximum benefits while experiencing outstanding service. By and large, members of Affinity Plus love this credit union. And Affinity Plus loves the communities they serve. And they are a strong community partner working very hard every day to support the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more. Or just have a chat and some free coffee. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas. Today, my guests include Sergeant Neil Dickinson, public information trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol, and Tom Nixon, regional coordinator for Toward Zero Deaths. Gentlemen, welcome back to Community Focus. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us again. Yeah. Um, seems to me, I, I saw the signs, I saw the news release. Is the seatbelt enforcement still going on? It is. Uh, that uh, campaign is going to run until September 28th, so the rest of this week. But um, just to let everybody know, we're always looking for seatbelt <laughs> yeah. violations, right? But yeah. just to let everybody know, currently what's going on is there's extra uh, law enforcement officers on the road. Uh, they come out on an overtime shift. So um, it's additional to you, the, the, the other officers, troopers, deputies that are on the road doing their, their normal duties. Um, these officers um, are out looking for seatbelt violations on an overtime type of shift basis. So there is a real uh, effort to locate those, those uh, violations. And then the latest uh, numbers I've seen here in the state of Minnesota, we're about a 93% compliance rate. And I think outstate that's a little bit lower um, but we're still seeing that 7% of folks out there that are choosing not to wear their seatbelts, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's real easy to, to click it, click it or ticket. That's a nationwide campaign that's going on. We have a lot of, I know just talking to the state patrol, we have a lot of extra troopers that have been out looking for this and we've been finding, I guess, far too many people that are choosing not to wear their seatbelts citations are going to be more likely issued uh, uh, to those folks, and um, we just want everybody to comply. Just wear your seatbelt. You know, it's sad because I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, many of the fatalities are can be uh, directly attributed to people not wearing their seatbelts, especially in a rollover. You got it. Uh, nearly half of our fatalities yearly are unbelted, and yet we have such a high compliance number on our state highways uh, we recognize that people. Uh, do you think anybody doesn't know they're supposed to wear a seatbelt? I, I, you wonder sometimes because you know just I the last imagine. couple of weeks, I, I, talking to my partners just with the state patrol, and and this is statewide, nationwide, I guarantee it. We're we're seeing a lot of violations going on out still out here, and it's just it's the number one thing you can do to stay safe in a car. You know, like the one car rollover crashes is very common when I was doing reconstruction crash reconstruction. That was our serious injury fatality crashes. Yeah. It, and it'd be a different story if they just chose to wear a seatbelt. Just belt. buckle up. Only the smartest and best-looking people are listening to this radio station, so we know <laughs> we don't have to talk to them. But tell your friends that listen to other stations uh, that they need to buckle up. And if they need help with, um, you know, adapting their seatbelt because their their medical needs or size or what have you is not working with their vehicle, 
uh, there's options for that. Your doctor can help you. Uh, physical therapy. There's actually a program called CarFit for for older drivers that will adjust. Uh, you know all of the things that can happen in your car. Really. Scarily, there's uh, been these clinics where they put them on and and. They'll have um, the, I'm not trying to stereotype here, but the little old lady pulls up in, in her um, uh, Cadillac, and they'll they'll look at her, and she's barely seeing over this, the, the dash, and they'll raise the seat, and, oh, my goodness, I can see the road. <laughs> you know, there are things that we may not know that we can do. Child passenger safety, we can thankfully say there's been a lot of progress made there. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to say leading cause of death ages 1 to 34 was traffic crashes in our state, wow. and right now it's 5 to 34. We've, we've done such a good job with securing little ones, but... We're always having a new crop of new little ones, uh, which is great, but we need to make sure that those parents are educated. And if they don't know, uh, almost all law enforcement agencies have someone that can recognize what they need to do. Here in town, Brainerd PD, uh, I think on every shift there is someone that is capable of, of correctly uh, installing a, a child seat in your vehicle. And if you don't have the correct seat, they can help you with that as well. That's pretty cool. And remember the... the um, the, the criteria when it comes to that is is a, a minimum of a booster seat you know um, four foot nine or, or eight years old anybody that's that that's um, under those uh, um, the the criteria there they have a minimum have to be in a booster seat um, you know we talk about child safety seat it's one of those you know with me being in law enforcement I have zero tolerance when it comes to that and we do get 911 calls and people going down the road and, and they can see little kids jumping in Oh. around inside of a vehicle and, and wow. we take those calls very serious and we're going to do what we can to make that traffic stop and in what we call educating that driver yeah on, on how dangerous this, this can be because you know a lot of times our, our, our children can't make that choice to make sure they have a seatbelt. remember when you're driving a car you are in charge of everybody in that vehicle and and this goes from anybody that first gets their driver's license to even a permit to you know the elderly drivers we just want to make sure everybody is in compliance with all the laws that's your job as a driver yeah the latest law of course hands-free do you have any uh, updated statistics Uh, how are we doing on that one neil well i we're still trying to get that information out to everybody and like tom says you know everybody should know about the seatbelt law and we assume everybody knows about the hands-free law but we're seeing far too many numbers. Again, when it comes to that, the first month, this is just state patrol numbers. Uh, the state patrol across the state of Minnesota has uh, stopped over 2,000 drivers for failing to comply with this wow. law. So it's happening, right? Wow. And, and a lot of it, you know, maybe people are looking for all the Mark squad cars. They're pretty easy to see, right? Or the Ford Tourist or the Ford SUVs. We have a lot of unmarked vehicles that are patrolling our highways and roadways here in the state of Minnesota, not just state patrol. Sheriff's departments, police departments. So you just don't know who might be pulling up next to you or that's behind you. So the best thing to do, put your phones away, right? That's, that's the number one thing we can do. It yeah. really Is a call really worth it? No, and, right? And again, uh, you talk about statistics are so high on fatalities with people not wearing they sit their seatbelts. The number of crashes associated with distracted driving is off the scale, isn't it? it and we're, it's really difficult to determine that because they're paying attention when they're in the crash. Uh, when once those things happen, they're they're awake and they're they're paying attention. But up the contributing factors, um, it's difficult to know exactly how many. We 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 really suspect it's a very underreported um, behavior because it's very difficult to determine after the fact. But having the hands-free law is what has um, equipped law enforcement with the opportunity to have that roadside consultation. Um, and educate and enforce as needed. 
And I think, you know, people that have questions, what can I do? To, can I have headphones on? Can I have earbud? How many I have earbuds? seen that now. Yeah. Right. Uh, the state law says you can have one earbud or headphone while you're driving. Um, and that's another thing we look for. If we see someone with a full set of, you know, the, the, like the Beats headphones, for instance, <laughs> that's, that's a violation. We're going to make a traffic stop on that. For more information, anybody can go to handsfreemn.org. That's Perfect. handsfreemn.org has a ton of information on what you can do, what you can't do. How do you set up an older car to that, that you're able to take a phone call or, or uh, receive a text through voice, voicemail yeah. or voice message? So great, great website when it comes to all the questions and answers that, that what can I do, what can I do, great website to go to. Consumer Reports uh, this last spring talked about distracted driving in, in a general sense that autonomous vehicles and the technology people are seeking we don't necessarily believe uh, that that drivers are buying safety features. They're buying features that allow them to do other things than drive. And Consumer Reports and a lot of other uh, national research has indicated that is completely true. People were, are interested in what they can do while they're driving, so their vehicle will keep them in their lane and, and avoid a, a rear-end collision and all these items that the system is just not quite built for yet. And so, you know, distracted driving isn't new. The hands-free law is. But failure to drive with due care and staying in your lane and, and drive like you should, that's nothing new. I seen I recently seen a disturbing video on the, the national news. So we think is out in California. The driver was sleeping I saw the while the video. car was going down a freeway system. It was the new Tesla that is a self-driving car, and they had right. sleeping passengers. And... <laughs> I looked at that and I just went, you got to be kidding. Like Tom was saying, the technology is there, right? But we have to be physically in control of a vehicle. There's a lot of great features. Lane assist, you know, uh, um, it's going to slow down your vehicle. Something happens in front of you. A lot of these newer cars have the technology now. We still have to operate that vehicle and pay attention 100% of the time. Maybe that technology is around the corner where somebody can take their eyes off the road, but uh, I don't see it happening here in the near future. We have to drive, like I said, 100% attentive on what we're doing. Yeah. Wear seat belts, right? Yeah. Uh, put your phones away. Um, don't drive intoxicated. It's all these things we're seeing on the road. Don't speed. You know, a lot of these things that are contributing. Top contributing factor is why people are crashing on the road, and that's our job. Uh, um, and what we're trying to do is get that message out to everybody so we can reduce our number of crashes, serious injury, and fatalities, uh, not only in Minnesota but nationwide. All right. Um, let's also talk, if we can, real quick about uh, something we mentioned last time. And school is only about a month or so underway here. And uh, we really were, I know there was a, a big campaign in the Twin Cities and I think across the state, really, to uh, remind people boy, when the bus lights are flashing and the stop arm is out, you just can't pass that school bus. And yet, I know uh, before we started here, you said that this is still happening, and especially right here in outstate Minnesota. It is. I, I talked to uh, Lieutenant Brad Boardwell that uh, works out of the Brainerd um, area here, and I work out of the Duluth area, and it's daily that we hear a call come over the radio either uh, our, to us, the county, um, or the local police departments about a stop arm school bus stop arm violation, and that's inexcusable. Um, if you see that yellow, amber flashing lights, be prepared to stop. Don't pass the bus. That'd be the number one thing that I can get through to people, safety message. Stay back. The, the law says 20 feet either prior to or before a school bus. When you see those amber lights and the red lights come out, don't pass the bus. We just don't 
know if there's going to be children that are going to run across the road. Maybe they don't, they're not paying attention 100% of the time. We have to, as adults, drivers, pay attention to this to make sure that nothing bad happens around the school bus. But we're, we're seeing it and we're hearing the calls come over on a daily basis. So we need everybody to pay attention. Those morning hours of 7 to 8.30 in the afternoon, 3 to 4.30, just be prepared. If you're on any local road system, you're going to see a school bus somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I know some people will get confused at intersections with school buses. <laughs> and if that bus is stopped and the lights are flashing, you can't make that turn, you know, one way or the other because the kids are out at that intersection. And that's those are still violations, are they not? Oh, absolutely. Um, if you're not sure and maybe you're at an intersection and you see the, the, the school bus come up and then the, and the red lights come on the stop room, stay where you're at. That's that's a, yeah. the number one thing we can do is just keep everybody. So you might have the right of way. It all depends on how the intersection set up. Right. When in doubt, just stay where you're at. Just and how long does it take for somebody for the students to board or or unload a bus? It's it's seconds, right? I mean, yeah. realistically, um, it doesn't take that long. Be patient. If you're running late for work and you know that bus is going to stop at that same exact location, more than likely every morning, every afternoon. If you find yourself running behind, leave a little bit early or choose a different route mm-hmm. on where you want to go. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the buses now, is it pretty close to 100% of them now have cameras? So committing this violation, you're going to get caught, aren't you? More cameras, often. laser beams, they have it all. Just just uh, <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> and we have four hours, in, up, up to four hours in law enforcement. If we get, it's one of those laws where the bus driver witnesses it. They can call law enforcement, get us a license plate number. We're going to do investigate the registered owner, and we're going to make some phone calls. We're going to stop at places of business if we have to. We're going to find out who is driving that vehicle and enforcement action will be taken. Okay. Just a small segue, and I don't want to lose track of that, but um, that same uh, window of time for the follow-up infraction has been expanded to flaggers for road construction. So just to those that are watching the detours and the projects they're going through, um, we really want to watch out for those workers, give them some space. And uh, legislature said this year, you know what? They, they, they have that same opportunity. If you go past a flagger, um, they have the opportunity to call that in, and they can follow up with you time later. That's a, you know, a great location just here in the area is Highway 210 from Deerwood to Brainerd. Highway 210 has been closed, but it is open for people that live there. Uh, I know the state patrol has been working some overtime uh, shifts in that zone as well. So just we need everybody to just comply with, with the, the laws. If you see the workers with their stop flags out, Make sure you're stopping for them and not going around because that can be a gross misdemeanor charge if somebody does go through a flagger's uh, stop stop flag or stop arm, uh, for instance. So we don't want to issue those citations. We want everybody to be in compliance, and the laws are set up for a reason to keep everybody safe, especially in those construction zones. Best yeah. case is that project just gets delayed a little bit because there's too much traffic going through. But right now, 210, just so we say it out loud, it's only a few weeks left. Just use the detour. As much as it's uh, extra time, you just got to stay out of there for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Also, some construction on 371. And, Tom, I know uh, you talked about this at the beginning of the year. There was a 371 enforcement project. Is that still on at this time of the year? We're still seeing the numbers come in from that. Yes, there's a lot of extra effort that goes on on 371 to educate and enforce. Uh, At this time, there's there's greater than uh, 1,100 hours invested extra time out there to 
change the behavior of that corridor. We're looking to, you know, reduce serious injuries and fatalities by coordinating those efforts. So it's it's resulted in over 3,000 stops. Wow. Um, nearly 1,000 speed citations, uh, 1,200 speed warnings. There's been 140-some seatbelt citations and uh, another 80 warnings and distracted driving is 120. And of that time, too, uh, there's been 25 DWI arrests in there as well. So when we look at what changes the safety of a corridor, it's that awareness. When people think that they're uh, likely to get caught, they behave. And what we're hoping along 371 is they see the signs, they see the squads, and they go, okay, I have to pay attention here. We're, we're going to keep moving this around, and we hope that they just pay attention everywhere else because it's, it's a tough job for everyone to get to where they got to go and be safe and for those that have to work in that zone. Yeah. It's amazing how human nature works that way, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we think if we're not being watched, we can bend the rules a little or whatever the case may be. And, and it's sad because in this case, driving a car can be deadly, not only for yourself, but heaven forbid that you should hurt, injure, or kill someone else. Absolutely. I don't know how you live with that. Absolutely. It's got to be tough. And, you know, like I said, that's our goal in law enforcement. Tom's with Toward Zero Death. Um we want those crashes eliminated. We want zero deaths in, in the state of Minnesota. I don't know if we'll ever get there, um, but we're trying to get those numbers reduced. It, and it comes down to choices we make as drivers. Uh, latest numbers I've seen, Tom, and maybe you can uh, uh, confirm that, is, is about 90-some percent of, of the crashes that we're seeing are driver error. Very few are, are mechanical errors that cause a crash. And, for instance, maybe the road might be icy or or have some issues on it, that's not the, the fault of MnDOTs or the county highway departments or, or the cities. That's, up, that's us. That's our being responsible as a driver to slow down if, if the roads are slippery. Or, are absolutely. And we all have to drive with, with due care. So there's, there is a law in Minnesota that covers that. We've lost 258 lives on our roads thus far this year uh, compared to 252 this time last year. So we're a little ahead from last year, but, um, you know, one's too many. And, and where we're looking to go with this is just that constant uh, awareness, that have that conversation, make better choices, talk with your family members. Most people drive the way they should. In fact, the majority uh, of, of crashes we can, we can see through and go, you know, there was a mistake made there. And, and uh, that 94% you were referring to is behavior. What we really believe in is that most people do it right. And we just need that reminder that we need to continue when we uh, when we maybe want to sway our, our good intentions from not so good. Yeah, you know, and, and as you talk about uh, uh, roadways, uh, MnDOT does continue to improve conditions around the state. And uh, I was going to say, I've uh, just this summer I must have gone through two, three J turns. Now, one of them was under construction as I went through it. But the point is. That's a safety issue that they're putting up on intersections on busy highways where there's a high rate of speed that will eliminate uh, the T-bone crashes, right? Isn't you that the whole it. idea? Exactly. Roundabouts are, are of the same. When we reduce that conflict point of a right-angle crash and we can get that turning motion, um, crashes can still occur, but uh, people have to use the infrastructure as intended. But, yes, it really should reduce those high-energy crashes. So you're going to see 169, 371, uh, at least two local roads that I can mention here that are going to be seeing those in the next few years. And what we hope to see is that those those crossover crashes where people maybe make it to the median but don't make it all the way across because they can't judge that speed, yeah. um, we reduce that turning motion, and they have to make that go down and come back, that J-turn. Yes. And um, our, our, our belief is that they really do make a difference. So far, the data is strongly supporting that they make a, a profound difference in safety. 
Wonderful. All right, gentlemen, uh, we got to wrap it up, but I thank you for being here to talk about all these subjects, and uh, we'll encourage people to continue to uh, be careful on the road, take personal responsibility. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Have fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our guests today, Sergeant Neil Dickinson, Public Information Trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol, and Tom Nixon, Regional Coordinator for Toward Zero Deaths. I'm Ken Thomas. That's today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus can be found anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union.